Yeah, so their solution to this was not to have two drivers, which makes sense. Their solution to this was to make the, the driver's seat into also a toilet. <laughs> We're one minute into the show, I've already said diarrhea, so it's going to be a good show. everybody. Welcome back to Small Talk Japan. On this program, we talk about all things Japan in English. My name is Mitch, and these are my hosts. Natsuki. And Alex, hello. Uh, so today's topic we want to talk about is the Japanese workplace. Uh, now, we've talked about this before, but it's not just the workplace. It's how the difference between how Japanese people and Western people view work. Um, and the reason why we're talking about this is because there was a recent story uh, um, in Japan about a JR driver. Natsuki, do you want to tell the story? Uh, please, go ahead. A JR driver who had to take a crap, like really bad, maybe like explosive diarrhea. <laughs> We're one minute into the show, I've already said diarrhea, so it's going to be a good show. Uh, and uh, he, was dr he was driving the Shinkansen, the Japanese bullet train, which travels at 175 kilometers an hour at, on that point. I think Max is out at 300 or something. Mm. And so he was like, Jesus, take the wheel. No, I'm kidding. He's t he told an attendant, <laughs> a different person on the train, please watch the train. I got to go. And he went and did his business and came back. And he was there for the next stop to stop the train and, and, and everything was fine. But the, the, the incident was reported and then the media got a hold of it and the driver had to come. Do you call a train dr conductor? Train driver. A conductor is somebody who takes the tickets, right? I don't know. I don't yes, come from a train culture. Correct. Driver. The driver got like in trouble. He had to like apologize because he had to take a crap. Now, on the Twitterverse, there was initially, uh, after a while, the, the Japanese side also kind of started to mimic the, or mirror the, the Western side of the response to this. But at first, the Japanese side was like, oh, what an asshole. He was ne ne negligent in his duties and he should be punished. And it was like kind of this kind of like samurai culture response to him. Whereas the people on the Western side of Twitter were saying like, Oh my God, one, JR so stupid for only having one driver in the train with like hundreds of people on board. Like how irresponsible are you? And two, that poor guy who had to take a crap and he had to like, he got to apologize in the media for taking a crap. Now, eventually the Japanese side also started getting more like reflective on the story. And then they started saying, you know, that's kind of ridiculous. And maybe it's because JR has to have budget cuts in, in recent years. And so that's why there's only one driver on board and blah, blah, blah. But it made me start to think about the difference between Japanese and Westerners feeling about work. And so today, it's going to be Alex, who's a, a non-teacher, because we don't really want to talk about English teachers in Japan. It's kind of a special little bubble. He has like a career in a Japanese company where all of his correspondences, all of his communications is in Japanese. He's held to like the same kind of standards or even higher than, you know, Japanese workers. You got Natsuki, who's a Japanese person who works in a Japanese environment. And you got me, who is foreign, but owns a business, two businesses, and then has to uh, kind of maneuver within the business world. So we want to talk about the differences in the way of thinking about those worlds on this show. So first I want to start with Natsuki. Natsuki, tell me, now you've never worked abroad. No. But you, you kind of understand a little bit about the differences between like the way that the Japanese people think about work and the, like Europeans and especially Westerners think about work. Maybe. Tell me how, let's just tell us a little bit, what do you do for your job? You don't have to tell the, the, the company name, but what, what kind of work do you do? 
I help HR people. I introduce students to the company who wants to hire students. I mean, new employee, new graduate students. So you connect businesses with new college graduates. Right, right. Um, tell me, uh, is your company, would you say that your company is a kind of like a forward-thinking, progressive company, or would you say it's more of like a traditional Japanese company? Absolutely forward, progressive co company. It's kind of Western yeah. company. Yeah. Why do you say that? What, 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 what would you categorize as kind of Western? Because we, the company recommends employees to do re remote work these days. Yeah. We can work at home and then we have holidays more than like 120 days. A year? A year. Do you guys uh, work six days a week? Five days a week. But because and, and the law, uh, actually company law has been changed and the, the you know, holidays Including more, uh, it's actually 140, so it's kind of like three days off in a week now. That, that's in your company? Yeah, it's my company. Standard, though, I think that it's not uncommon to see Japanese workers work six-day weeks. It's changed. Have you ha ever heard hataraki-kata um, kaikaku? You know, changing the way that people work. Right, right, right. It's right, like right. a government program that's that been started. going on for a couple of years. Right. Yeah. So before, working for six days in a week is very common. Yeah. But people were, you know, start getting sick of it. Yeah, because when I first arrived in Japan 15 years ago, like all of my friends were like, oh my God, we, we work six days a week. You work five days a week? What's what's wrong with you kind of thing? It was like mm -hmm. uncommon. Mm. And also Zangyo over time was just like, like thing that everybody just assumed that they had to do. So law has been changed. We cannot work anymore over 10 p.m. So before it was normal to work even like after 10 p.m. But now uh, the, the, the Japanese government gave their companies that we have to follow the rules, some now, kind of rules. But they also have the term black companies, and those companies just don't follow those rules. Right, right, right. That's true. Can you tell me about your... You, you had, this, is, this job that you have, I think, is a very progressive and cool company. But before, you used to do like a saleswoman a long time ago. How, how was the working conditions there? Uh, okay, so when I was working for a you know, small company, I had to work six days a week and... Um, that, that, you know, working hour was like not that long, but I have to be there even though I'm not busy. Mm -hmm. And then even like Typhoon Day, I have to be there. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Just being there is the duty. Do you understand what I mean? Can I ask you about your feeling about that? Did you feel at that time, like the Typhoon situation, for example, mm -hmm. did you feel like, why am I here? This is so stupid. Or did you feel like I must be here? This is my duty. Of course, I feel like, why do I have to be here? Because no one was there. Yeah. And then no, uh, even when I was at my shop, no one was there. So why do I have to be there uh, feeling? Uh, Alex, br briefly, can you talk about how Europeans or English people, because, you know, England is not Europe anymore. No, it never <laughs> was. Never was. <laughs> can you tell me, like, uh, on the other side of the pond, how do you guys think about work? Um, I think we've got a very different attitude to the US, yeah. um, mainly because of probably the Victorian era okay. when, you know, holiday weekends and things like that became a thing. Um, people initially kind of went to seaside resorts and things like that to relax. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, wealthy people used to go abroad to, to different countries and things like that. But there is a holiday culture. So when I started my first job, I used to work in an IT company in the UK. I think the base rate of holidays was 28 days 
in a year. Yeah. So like in Japan, they would normally have, I think, 10 on your first signing year. You get 10 days. Yeah, yeah, like, 10. What is it called? Nenkyu. Ah, yukyu? Yukyu, yeah. So paid holiday. So we would get 28 as the basic. This is a like shinshain, like a new employee. Uh, and that would increase every year as well. Uh, so some people would be getting over 30, 40 days a year. I hear off. like in France and stuff, it's not uncommon to see people take two months off. Cool. Yeah, months yeah off. sabbatical type leave. You could do things like that. I mean, people from Europe who travel to Japan, for example, I see a lot of them, you know, working in travel and tourism, like German people taking off three weeks uh, and doing like a long stint around Japan. Um, and a lot of them work in IT and things like that as well. Do you think that's because those industries are like profitable that they can do that? I think it's because they're profitable and also they have to keep flexible to keep up with new uh, innovations and things like that. So they're not stuck in the same business model all the time. Uh, they want them and to that, like go out, go, go out there and see the world and get yeah. inspired. And, you know, when they come back and are rested, you, you, you're more productive, right? You mm. can do more, you can make more. Um, and I think, you know, there isn't an idea of presenteeism like there is in, in Japan, maybe the US as well. Mm. It's like if you're the guy who's taken a holiday, you're lazy. You know what I mean? You're not working as hard yeah, as everybody yeah. else. Yeah, so even when you had like 10 days pay, you know, vacation, yeah. pay, um, did you use all of it? Yeah, of course, yeah. Cool, because... Uh, Nafia, I, can you talk about that? Uh, because, you know, myself, now I have like pay holiday for like 40 days, but mm. I never used. I right. mean, mm. I used for only for a few days when I'm sick. Right, mm-hmm. So that's an interesting thing because in England we have sick leave as well. So you don't oh. need to take your paid holiday, well, your annual leave. Technically in Japan they have byoku, which they, byoku, they're supposed to use. But you don't do it because nope. it's like bad form yeah. to apply for it. So usually what you'll do is use like yukyu, mm-hmm. your, your actual allotted days off. So mm-hmm. what he's saying is, is that you'll use your, your holidays when you're sick instead of sick days. Sick day, you're awarded sick days, but because most Japanese people are embarrassed to use them, they use their holiday days when they're sick. Well, actually, if you go to the HR department in a company and say, I want Byoku, you're mm. going to have to give them a pretty good reason. In my, um, in it, my company, it's like, I have a fever. Don't come in today. Goodbye. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the presenteeism thing, right? It's like you're inconveniencing everybody else, mm-hmm. right? You know, you've not showed up at work, so you're not working. You know, there is a mentality of that still, even with this hataraki kaikaku, where they're trying to change the way people work. You know, people's behavior doesn't change just because somebody's introduced a new... Um, you know, proposal or something like so that. So isn't that also why that they've introduced things like, you know, that these, like some companies have introduced policies that they have to take off like yeah. five days a month. Yeah, yeah. We, if they we, don't, they get in trouble. Yeah, we do that, yeah. Yeah. So uh, we have to force them to do it, otherwise they're not going to do it. But then when they when they do it, they're happy that they've done it. Um, I think so, but I think the attitude to um, holiday time here is slightly different than it is in the West. Okay. Um so I've got a feeling that Japanese people don't necessarily know how to use holidays effectively. <laughs> okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you're saying, but can you elaborate? Well, it's like if you're working, you know, long hours, working very hard in a typical kind of office environment, and suddenly you've been made to have time off. Yeah. You know, you're kind of exhausted from work, and you never spend any time at home anyway. Mm. So they just tend to stay at home and watch TV and stuff like that. Some people will get it together and, you know, put a, a trip together or something like that. But because you can't take off many, many days in a row, you know, it doesn't make it worthwhile to go on holiday somewhere. Right. And on top of that, if you do take a, like, for example, in your case, if you take two weeks off, your, mm-hmm. your kids are probably still going to school. Yeah, yeah. And they've also got bukatsu, you know, the, the sports events yeah. and like juku, the cram school. So like um, you're off, but they're not. So you can't yeah. take a family vacation. 
Well, no, you can't. It's very, very difficult to time it because Bukata, the, the kind of club activities at school, go all through summer holiday. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. they go through all, mm. every holiday. It's like every, even Saturdays and Sundays. Even then, they have to like, uh, what is it? Uh, Radio Taiso. Every morning, they have to wake up, go to a nearby elementary school and do Radio Taiso and get a stamp. You see, that's, the, not, that's not enforced. That's voluntar- voluntary. Everything but, is voluntold in this country. Yeah, voluntold is, yeah. <laughs> so last time you visit your, you know, parents' house in UK, how yeah. long did you take? two weeks maybe three I how think. did you do that with the school though we just went <laughs> you know? because in cool. america if we want to take a vacation we'll call up the school and be like hey my son or daughter is not going to be there for two weeks and they'll be like thanks for letting us know yeah that's it's cool. like that's it well that's actually cool. there are a lot of kids in japan who don't go to school regular yeah. kids um and there is no punishment for that you're supposed to go obviously yeah. but um because it's like gim kyoiku it's compulsory yeah. education but there are a lot of kids who can't go to school because they've got family issues, they've got personal problems. Uh, and they're just kind of ignored. And they will go up to the next year as well, automatically. Um, I know four or five kids like that. There's also, just here even, in yeah. order to combat that, I mean, we don't want to spend the whole program talking about education, but um, there's, to combat that, there's actually remote and online and uh, what is it called? Correspondent schools yeah, yeah, that yeah. allow them to study from home. Yeah, so they're yeah. trying to combat that. But yeah, there is, that is a growing yeah. problem. But I mean, the attitudes to, you know, vacation and time off are very different, you know, yeah. and I, I think in the West vacation and, you know, holidays or whatever are seen as um, a way a of right. recuperating. It's a, res- it's well, a, it's a right. It's a deserved yeah. right. You've yeah. earned it. But it is a relatively new right culturally. I mean, uh, it's like, you know, it's maybe 200 years old. Maybe something. it's even less than that in America. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, before that, you, you just worked because yeah. it was your responsibility. And Sunday was, you know. Um, God's day. A God, yeah. yeah, religious day off. So Church day. Go yeah. to church. Yeah. So, you know, Japan has, has got to change a little bit, but it's going in the right direction, definitely. Yeah. Every time I go to travel abroad, the longest days that I could take was like 10 days. And yeah. Japanese people are very surprised. You got the 10 days off. That's yeah. wonderful. Yeah. But when I t- tell these things to, you know, like European people, that's too short. Yeah. You know, you waste of your time. You come here like for three weeks. See, that's why people's method of travel is different in japan mm. to westerners so they'll uh, go around to all the famous spots you know eat the local famous food oh my god if you, you know. if you've ever traveled with a japanese person it's horrifying yeah. they're like go, they're, they're, their schedule is so packed yeah they hit every little spot and then they only sleep for like three hours every single day it's it's torture yeah, yeah. why the hell would you do that stamp rally yeah. yeah how do you say that stamp rally is so that like english collecting stamps, stamps yeah yeah it's mm-hmm. it's horrible it's not fun at all i want to no. go somewhere and relax and be a part of the culture and live there for like a week mm. i went to bangkok once with jtb because it was um an event for tourism or whatever we had to all go together we had to use this company and um at the airport i just said i can't do this i'm sorry like i'm i'm on my own bye-bye and i just got in a taxi and went <laughs> you're just like come on <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he's where disappeared. He? Where is he? <laughs> yeah, that really threw him for a Only loop. works because you're guys. If you're Japanese, oh, yeah, they would down hard yeah. on you. That, that would never yeah, be accepted. Yeah, if that was me, I will be like very bad person. You'd have to yeah. do gaze at work the next day. <laughs> you know, but I, I crushed it on the sales. I, I will tell you that. That's you the know. thing is, like, if you have results, yeah, most of the time it's okay. But uh, I don't know. Uh, getting back to like, uh, so we talked about holidays. Let's talk about work culture. Um, mm. Natsuki, when you're you're in a big company now, you got a lot of employees, right? Um, do you feel like these people are like your colleagues that you kind of keep a separate like a distance from, or do you feel like they're like family? 
still, still, some people I feel very close, but mm-hmm. most of them like far away person. I don't even know who works there anymore. Is this because you're doing r- remote work largely, or is this because that your company is just very compartmentalized into little sections? Uh, compartment like very little sections. Uh, mm. uh, Alex, Wait, uh, how would you comment for your company? Do you know everybody? Is it like family? Or is it like? Um, because it's a, a relatively small company, yeah. so it's like what 150. Like full-time employees or whatever. It's pretty, pretty sizable company, actually. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then lots of part-timers as well. But I, the funny thing about Japanese workplaces is that you often don't know somebody's first name. Ah. You know, it's really weird, though. I always had a, a weird Mr. issue Smith. with this. Mr. Smith. Or... So it's like Neni Neni Bucho, Kacho, Jicho, whatever. Shacho, um, Jicho. And you think, what is his name? You know, I mean, our company's actually fairly close comparatively, I think. Yeah. But... Again, it is kind of hard to make, especially Japanese men, it's harder to make relationships with because um, a lot of them kind of went to the same schools. Uh, you know, they know each other, like Dokusei and stuff like that. Say, say, uh, same graduating year, same class. class yeah, yeah, yeah. Peers. I don't know so, how to say that in English. Yeah, yeah. Same year at school or whatever. What people call you, Brad Shosan? Uh, it depends. They probably it call is. you Alex, right? A lot of people just call me Alex. It's uh, weird because Japanese are always referred to by their last name, but foreigners, we always get first name. Right. Yeah. I've had it before at different companies, not my own company, but different companies going to them and they'll be like, oh, nani nani kacho, yoroshiku naegashimasu. Nani bucho, yoroshiku naegashimasu. Alex, yoroshiku naegashimasu. You're just a character. It's like, you're what? like a Pokemon. It's like, this is the Pikachu. We what know what this? you do. No, I've had, it, I've had it a couple of times, uh, which is always weird. But I mean, I just... That's if, weird. But but that's... If you say something about it, you're a dick, basically. Yeah. So it's better to just be quiet and let it go. But... The thing is with cultural norms and things like that is if somebody's going to say nani nani san to everybody, you say it to everybody. You don't exclude someone. But I actually fly yeah. in the face of that. When people call me Michi-san, I say, no, I'm not san-kun uh, or chan. I'm just yeah. Michi. Just call me yeah. Michi. And on TV, they would, they would tie, everybody else was like nani nani sama, nani nani sama, like yeah. plates. Mine was only Michi. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't that, want it. That's your character, though. Yeah. You know, if you're actually within a business environment, you know, there is a... a, a I literally introduced myself as Michi in a fucking business environment. But there is a, like, sushiki as well. Yeah. You know, it is important in a larger organization to do that. But we also get away with not following... That's true. That is true. Yeah. So I mean, it's like you can't have the both worlds, right? Yeah. You can either be a little more free and not get the kind of same social respect. I, no, I don't. It's, it's not respect. It's something else. But yeah. So it's a bit of both. Acceptance, I think you're looking at. Acceptance, yeah. maybe. Yeah. But I mean, we're not Japanese, so. I I think so part what? part my thing is okay. So that's working in a company as as a foreigner, and I think me owning a company as a foreigner. You you've done this as well yourself, yeah. um, but. It's it's interesting because I'm allowed into worlds that a Japanese person of my standing and age would not be wor- That's allowed very into. That's true, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I definitely, definitely have an advantage over anybody who's my age trying to do the same thing. Mm. And because I stand out physically, like a lot of shachos just like to have me at their nomikais. Mm. So this allows me their drinking parties. So this allows me access to all these different people. And so I always go into drinking parties thinking like, okay, who's important and who can I make connections with that will like equal work later on? Mm-hmm. And so I definitely do use that. But there's a lot of foreigners that come here and they, if they establish their own school or something like that, they never take advantage of that because I just, I don't think that, I think you and I do a good job of blending in but kind of standing out at the same time. Well, what you've got to do is you've got to know where the line is yeah. and you've got to know when you can cross it and when you can't. And sometimes you do need to cross it to stand out. But if you go too far, then, you know, it's all of a sudden you're going to be pushed right out of the circle of influence and what? like, you know, goodbye. But so you've just got to know how far you can push it, right? One of my favorite uh, creative writing professors told me, 
He said, you can break grammar rules just as long as you know that you're breaking them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah if you don't it. know yeah. you're breaking, you're just making a mistake. That's just a screw up in your, in your, in your, in your you know, literature. But. but I think most people don't get to know the rules. That's why they struggle. Uh, you know, um, there's a lot of courses and things like that where people are trying to like, teach you how to do business in Japan and stuff like that. You see it for people in Tokyo a lot yeah. who work at like Gaisuke, like foreign companies trying to promote their product in Japan. And it's like, you know, the best way to learn it is by being in a Japanese corporate environment. Because you can literally just see it all around you then. Yeah. You know, and you automatically learn by osmosis a lot of the time yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as you keep your eyes and ears open, you just learn it. We're also in a, a very unique position because usually in the room, we're probably the only foreign person there, yeah. almost always. So we're always having to speak in Japanese and be immersed in that environment. Yeah. But I have seen people go too far. Mm. So there's one dude uh, I saw in a documentary in Tokyo, and his Japanese was phenomenally good. But he was just acting as if he was a Japanese guy. But he was... A member of this company, and he was, it seemed like he was a valued employee there. Yeah. But he was basically bringing himself down to the level of all the other Japanese employees. Mm. You know what I mean? Because the best you can be is an average Japanese person, I think. Uh. I don't know what his particular skill set was. Maybe he was really good at that. Yeah. But to me, it just looked like he was going a little too far. Like trying a little too hard, maybe because I don't we, know. we do bring a unique perspective into you know whatever we whatever we touch, right? Because mm. we are the non-Japanese side of it. Yeah. And so if you just forget all that and you try to blend in, well, what what's the point of you being there? They could just yeah. get a Japanese person. I was very impressed with his like chore though in morning uh, meeting stuff. I mean, he did it perfectly. Really? Like, no mistakes whatsoever. Um, was he just born in Japan? It may have been. I'm sure he was American, though. Because I was I'm watching sure was the documentary Hafu, and there was a, uh, I think he's half black and half Japanese guy in there, but he looks totally black. But he just, when, if you do this, he's Japanese. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -mm. So, like, yeah. He didn't want to stand up. No, stand, stand out. Stand, stand out. out. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I use it, man. I'm like, hi, everybody. I'm this character. I'm like Mickey Mouse. Look at me. You know, I use it. Yeah, but, but you're there... the you're the you know president of the company, so that you can do it. Yeah. But maybe if you were in the you know one of the you know employee, I don't know if you can. But do Alex that. does that. Yeah, he I didn't think... do it at first. You didn't do it at first. Not so much. You no. won your company some awards first, and then you started doing it more. Well, yeah, I think it's based on performance as well. Uh, based I mean, on our, performance. Our, our situation is slightly different. Yeah. And also it's the travel and tourism industry. So also your, your, your CEO is very forward thinking. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So it's like he's results based, yeah. you know. Results based. Um, mm. It's like you don't really care where you work or how you do it as long as you get the result and are able to prove that. That's not mm. very Japanese. In, ja in Japan, if you have the highest sales, but you come to work consistently 15 minutes late every single day, they'll fire you. Yeah, that's like, true. You're the worst employee. Even though you have the highest sales, you have like the most clients, mo most client satisfaction, but you come to work 15 minutes late every day, they'll fire you. That's because you're not fulfilling your basic obligation. That's mm. the most important thing is the basic obligation to the company. That's all, but that's the only thing. That, those are the, like, the KPI that they could see. Mm. Yeah. You know, the real easy things that the, the key performance indicators that they can see. That but sounds if, like very old Japanese people. Like yeah. more than 50 years. Old. There are some weird people in Japanese, com Japanese people in Japanese companies, though, that really stand out as well. I mean, you must have seen some that you've mm -hmm. been put to, to companies and things like that, like strange people who are a bit, you know, good at something and, and stand out. I've met a few. You yeah. Know. It's usually the otaku types. Yeah. They're like yeah. really good at one thing, but they're, they probably have Asperger's that's been undiagnosed. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think that being a part of the business world, Alex, you, you, you foray into this a little bit as well, but like, I think being part of the business world has not only because I hang out at the kind of the, I don't want to say top level, but the top level, I don't, I don't hang out with the employees that much. And so like the amount of alcoholism, first of all, is incredible. Like nothing happens in this country. It's kind of slowly changing, but nothing happens in this country until you've had like drinks together. 
Um, if you watch the, the, there's a documentary on Netflix called The Toys That Made Us, maybe, or another documentary. Oh, I don't yeah. know what it is. Yeah, I know. They were talking about Nintendo bringing Nintendo to the West when they first finally did this. Mm-hmm. And I think it was a Swedish guy that made this happen. But like, he had decided everything in a meeting with the, with the executives. I think it was the, the first Nintendo. Don't quote me on this, but I think it was Nintendo. And like, they decided everything, and then they went out for drinks. And then they rediscussed everything, and that's when everything was actually decided. Yeah, mm-hmm. was over the drinks. Mm-hmm. So the drinking culture in business, the kind of male-dominated culture in business. I don't meet any female business owners. None. None. We were a little bit more countryside than uh, most places, but I don't know any female like higher up people that are in like that are big in business. I know a few, but they don't go drinking like that. Yeah, not often. Um, because they, they've gone and forged their own kind of way yeah. doing business instead. So they've got a different network entirely. Mm. Um, women, women need to work, maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's more of it. Uh, Josh is pointing out Quantize, which is a fashion brand that has uh, had two women, now one w- woman leading it. And uh, that's different. It's the fashion industry, fashion style and stuff like that. There's a lot of more women and then LGBTQ people. But like in normal business, it's like, it's just a lot of dudes. A yeah. lot of dudes. That's true, yeah. But the drinking culture is about relationship building. Yeah. So if there's another way of building a relationship without drinking, like going to play golf or whatever it is, I don't know. Well, they play you golf know. and then they go drinking, right? That's the true. Sc- the old Scotty guy. Well, it's the same thing, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, we... I always thought that was great, though, anyway. I like drinking. So. Yeah. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a good drinker, so it's yeah. fine for me. But yeah. if you're not into that... Yeah. Well, listen, my husband go to, you know, playing golf with the customers, but come home straight <laughs> because of the situation. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But that's just the situation now. Yeah. But yeah. he probably has a beer during, you know, he like uh, right, plays. Right, right. That's right. Everyone yeah. does that. They, they, they go through like half and then they get the beer and then they do the other half. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that dangerous to do the golf with beer? Uh, no, it's only one beer. No, uh, uh, no, one. one. There's, nothing, like there's nothing dangerous at, at golf except for if you do it during a, a lightning storm, which I did once, which they had us leave. Oh yeah, you God. should leave. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're like, because all the golf, most of the golf courses in Japan are actually shaved off mountaintops. Right. Because yeah. there's no land. So they just shave off the top of a mountain. So you're really, really high up. And so that's where like the lightning is going to strike. And you've got yeah. a lightning conductor in your hand <laughs> walking around. Yeah, well. once I visited the golf club in Kagoshima, I mean, our country, I mean, I'm a, I'm a hometown. Uh, anyway, so there were a bunch of guys who is drinking like, you know, crazy and, you know, turn red. their face turn red yeah. and still go on to the, you know. But that, okay, so as long as you're on the course, it's not a problem. Well, the second you get off the course, that's when it, so they need to have a designated driver. Yeah, right. And mm-hmm. it was funny, only guys were there, not only, like, mm-hmm. no single. Women. recently some women are starting into golf but they're mostly doing it on like weekdays and stuff yeah, like that yeah, yeah. not on weekends because there's just so many dudes there. do you know what it was before golf where they used to meet and everything oh like god that? where what was it mahjong no tea ceremony Ooh. yeah ah. Tea ceremony, green yeah. tea ceremony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All senior business leaders used to meet at tea ceremonies. Right, How right. Dry. Right. My yeah. dad once go to the practice class when he was young. Yeah. For green tea ceremony. I cannot see that giant man sitting down and making tea. Yeah, that's can't. how he quit that, you know, because he that's couldn't do he, <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't do the Caesar for a Me- long time. Meiji kind of period, it was like all the you know, intelligentsia and those kind of people. It showed you a refined yeah. you know what I mean? So it was a good image to have. But then, obviously, golf comes in. Golf's like a foreign sport, yeah. so it's seen as being kind of refined and cultural, and like stylish, yeah. stylish. And it was like elitist as well in England too. Yeah. It's also expensive, right? Yeah. yeah. So that's like a barrier to entry. But huh. now that what's his name won the the green jacket, what's his name? 
whatever. The Japanese guy won, and it was like, and I, after that, everyone was like, let's all play golf. Yeah. It's like the same. It's like Naomi Osaka when they're like, oh, let's all play tennis. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like not anymore yeah, though everybody was crying when he won the tournament I, can't, I, can't I heard about it for weeks after that because I'm pretty sure that Tiger Woods or somebody was other f- famous golfers were in that tournament right. I was just like I don't care guys golf is just not my thing no I'm not interested in golf no yeah he got the green jacket so he get, I think it's green so he gets to keep it for a year and then well, he just gets to keep a jacket for it's like the the, the winner's jacket right? he keeps uh. it for a year and then brings it to the next tournament and he's got a it's like a belt for like you know right i'd rather have a belt like a wrestler <laughs> That'd be cool. you are the champion of golf and then like whack someone with a golf club and it bends you know what i mean and it bends Jeez. anyway uh, yeah what were you asking me uh actually i want to ask natsuki about kuroshi can you talk about that kuroshi Mm. What is, is kuroshi? No, not kuroshi. What's it called? Karoshi. Karoshi. Ah, kuroshi is uh, people die because they work too much. Now, that's a Japanese word, and it really, uh, maybe it happens in other countries, but it's, it's really focused on in here in Japan. Mm-hmm. Can you give it, us a famous case of densu? We're going to shit on you, densu. Coming up for you. Oh, densu one? Yeah. Uh, the, the, it wasn't kuroshi, actually. Uh, many people probably kuroshi in densu, but the famous Suicide, story yeah. was like new employee girl suicide herself because she's maybe she was depressed from the work but she was working so hard yeah she was working so hard and she got depressed and she killed herself yeah and that's become a huge you know society problem it it always takes like a beautiful person or a famous person to do something before they take anything serious Mm. Mm. like what was it who who, who was the celebrity that got corona and died from it and everybody after that was like oh shimura ken shimura ken and everybody's like oh this is real this is serious like it had to happen to a famous person first Mm -hmm. you know i guess that happened in the west too because once uh what's his name um forrest gump tom hanks tom hanks once him and his wife got it everybody was like tom no Uh, (laughs) he got sick yeah Yeah. i went to dentsu once and they gave me a strawberry milkshake (laughs) strawberry milkshake that's that's their thing apparently really yeah strawberry milkshake with cream on it as like Mm. a Welcome, well, to, welcome to They were like, this is Densu's Dento. Mm. Like, I was like, okay. Did you like cool. pull the curtain back and see all the slave shops in the background? I saw lots of lights on the desks, desk lights, because they turn the lights out at whatever time, 10 p.m. or 9 p.m. or whatever. Mm. And everybody just turns the desk lights on and keeps going. Oh, wow. So, but it's a massive building. It's huge. Wow. And I bumped into Yoshiki from X Japan on the bottom floor. Wow, cool. And I actually walked into him. Yeah. Wow. Literally bumped into him. Literally what? bumped into was him. Was he tiny? Uh, no, he's about the same size as me, I think. Really? He's tall. So there was like a corner and I was going around it and I just bumped into somebody and yeah. saw the feet and he had like biker boots on, leather trousers. So I'm looking up like this and I was like blonde hair and sunglasses. And he goes, like, oh, come in aside, see what I'm saying? Like, really nice oh. atmosphere. And I was yeah. like, oh, see what I'm saying? And then about 30 people came out like an entourage behind him <laughs> <laughs> and he disappeared into an elevator. And I was like, oh shit, that was Yoshiki from X. Should have taken a, a selfie with him. Yeah, I, didn't, I, didn't, I was like kind of shocked. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I've heard that the difference in celebrities between like West and, and, and Japan is like the celebrities here are quite normal and humble. They oh, seemed really nice. It yeah. was a good thing. I bumped into Jamiroquai in London once. J, <laughs> J, <laughs> JK, sorry, from Jamiroquai. Oh. And he was a bit like aggro. But I mean, that's his personality. I guess. Dude, when I, I've met so many famous people living in Vegas, but the one that sucked, uh, Carrot Top, coming for you. Don't like you at all. You are an <laughs> asshole. Met you, saw you in a Quiznos. You were eating with your back turned to all of us like a freaking chihuahua who's like guarding his food. You had makeup on, which was weird, and you were buff, which was kind of cool. <laughs> and then you left the Quiznos to get in your giant 
first generation Hummer, you know, the ones that make holes in the ozone layer. And then you left and everybody was like, God, that guy was such a dick. Really? Yeah. Carrot top. Is he a comedian, right? Yeah, he's a comedian. Yeah, I seem to remember. <laughs> yeah, he was jacked as fuck, but he was like eating like this and like snarling at us. And we were just Is like, he jacked? Yeah, he's jacked now. Can really? you pull up Carrot Top, the comedian? No, I thought he was skinny, man. He used to be skinny, but then he'd, he'd get on the roids. And then like, now he's jacked as hell. Whoa. That's a transformation. Yeah. Whoa. See, he's jacked. Oh, he's ripped. Yeah, he got on the, he got on the roids. No, I can't say that. I don't know if he's on the roids, but maybe he's on the roids. Who knows? Shay's ripped. Yeah. At Quiznos with his weird makeup on. He looks like a Chucky from Child Play. Yeah. yeah. Hear that? Hear that? <laughs> Small Talk Japan's coming for you, Carrot Top. <laughs> Chucky. A jacked ass Chucky. <laughs> I don't know him. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, he's a comedian. Actually, he might be a really good guy, or maybe somebody had said something to him before I arrived. I'm not sure, but yeah. that's the only thing I remembered about him. Well, you never know celebrities and stuff. Yeah. Isn't it? It's just one show business. Uh, so, <laughs> hey. so uh, Natsuki, let's talk a little bit about the the thing that kicked off all of this was the Shinkansen, the bullet train driver. What do you? What's your opinion on that? Do you think that he was like a bad guy for going to take a poop, or do you think that you kind of? How do you feel about that? No, I I feel he's very sorry for him. I feel sorry for him. Yeah, because and then you know I watched the news and the 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 administrator, Daijin, Daijin, prime minister, the, oh, the minister, yeah. the minister of the you know transport transport said that the, that he ordered he. Asked, he ordered, I don't know, uh, the jail company to, you know, put some portable toilet in the, the driver. Yeah, so their solution to this was not to have two drivers, which makes sense. Their solution to this was to make the, the driver's seat into also a toilet. Yeah, but it's, ooh, isn't it? No, I, ooh, I, she I, said. I, I feel I don't want to poo in the somebody next to me. Do you understand what I mean? I wanted to go to the toilet if I'm have, you know, stomach ache. I'd quite like to take a shit while driving the Shinkansen. That would be pretty cool. Uh, so Lots of memory. Unfortunately, we, I, I wanted to link it before the, uh, the show so we could watch it before we did the show. But there is an NHK special that came on in 2019. And it talks about, it's on NHK World. And it, it talks about the, the Tokyo subway lines. And they literally, like... The, the, it's so intense what they do. The guys come in and they have to do a, a breathalyzer test upon entering work mm. first. Then they remove uh, their contact lenses and they have to wear glasses because they can't mm. wear contacts while doing it. Mm -hmm. And then they have to empty out all of their possessions and then only have on them the things that they need for their job. Like So they can't have their cell phone or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And these guys are so crazy like trained that like they tested them on TV. They put a piece of paper over the speedometer and they're asking the guys, these super otaku guys who were the drivers, right? They're like, how fast are you going? He's like, 35. And he, they move the papers like 35 kph. Mm. And then wait, wait, wait. They have to be within, uh, they can only be within, uh, I think it's 10 seconds of, of the scheduled time. Like if they, don't, if they don't arrive at the next station, either like 10 seconds before, 10 seconds after, like in that buffer, they get fired. No way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like, uh, like three, three weeks ago or so, there was a, a news where uh, JR had to apologize for leaving the station 20 seconds early. Mm. <laughs> 20 right. seconds. They came out on the news and apologized like profusely for leaving the station 20 seconds early huh. once. I you know it's when you get on a plane as well, like the stewardesses or a train even, they do a lot of pointing when mm, they're checking mm, things mm, like that. There's a reason for that. Mm -hmm. Because it shows that they've checked it. Not right? not that, that also as well. That's but Focus vision or something. It, there's, there's a reason for that. This, this actually makes them focus on what they're doing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, yeah. Instead of being like off in the, you know, not paying attention. You know, you go to the kitchen, you don't know why you're there. Yeah, yeah. Like that happens a lot to humans, but if you're like forcing your attention, then you... you uh, even city Trump um, drivers doing that. Yeah. So you know? Japanese people are 
are good at that because you know it's a basic instruction like people in the west tend to get annoyed when you have to do something yeah like that. checklists checklist stuff so when surgeons started uh hand washing yeah. originally apparently um not hand washing i'm thinking of another example when um they started doing checks before surgery like who the patient's name is they have to say it to the nurses everybody says it you know and then they say what operation they're going to do and what tools they're going to use and all that stuff doctors hated it apparently yeah because it's like the really intelligent people doing really basic they're checks, like we, right? we don't need to do this yeah but like intelligent people do dumb stuff so, so you know. I've actually had this conversation, the exact conversation with Josh before about making checklists at work. And I was telling him that like doctors, the smartest people in the world, they make checklists for mm. surgery and pilots also. Yeah, it comes from pilots. Yeah, because if, yeah. if you don't do the whole check, I mean, it seems really basic and stupid, but like every time that they do the checklist, they're always finding problems and whatever. It mm. saves lives. But that's what they do chore for Japanese companies, morning meetings. Yeah. It's like, who's present? What are you going to do today? Um, who is required for this task? And then when you finish the day, you do like ego nippo, whatever ego nishi, and write a diary yeah. of what you did that day and what you're going to do tomorrow, and do that process over and over again. And it's really frustrating to do, especially in Japanese, because it takes double the effort for a foreign person yeah, to yeah. do it. But if you do it over time, it actually becomes useful because you you think, well, this is what I achieved today. This is what my goal is for tomorrow. Mm. You know. Um, when well, we started doing works. that at our school, shude. The end of the day meeting, we started yeah. doing that. Like, I was opposed to it because I think, like, those kind of meetings are stupid. Yeah. And I'm like, just do your job, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then when we introduced that, I think only a week ago, we started introducing that. You could start to see, like, problems that are being solved by the communication yeah. that's happening at the end of work every day. So. But I think, like, the, the problem is when people say something that's not constructive or useful. Like, they go, oh, so-and-so uh, is present today. So-and-so is present today. You know, you don't really need that. You can uh. check it on a schedule. If you're saying, well, I'm, I'm flying a drone today around the site, so watch out, everybody. You know, it's going to happen from this time to this time. At least everybody knows then. Yeah. You know, that's important. Yeah. Um, so it's just being able to factor that into the, the morning meeting and stuff is important, I think. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, to be honest with you, I, I would, if, if I were to say, are my businesses very, like, Western or are they very Japanese? They're actually a fusion. Mm. I actually like certain practices from the Japanese working uh, world. For example, all of the staff clean the the you know the office space and the mm. you know every day is cleaning at the beginning of work. And why is that? It's because it teaches them the respect for the the the, the place of work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where in the West, like you'll just throw shit away, make a make a mess. Like eh, somebody else is going to take care of that. It's well, like I think some people's houses in Japan are dirty because they can't be asked to clean their own house when they get home because uh, they spend all morning cleaning. <laughs> workplace and then they get back home and they just don't want to do it probably just dirty people in general yeah Yeah. i mean also another thing like i really like this but this is not this is not for everybody but like nomikai like going out to drinks with your friends you know in silicon valley this happens a lot now where they'll like have a hard day and they'll all go out for beers and when you're at that table when you're having beers with each other that's when ideas get born Mm. yeah and you get that they actually forced this to happen in the new apple's one infinite loop like headquarters where they only have one area where the people can eat Mm. and so all of the employees from the entire facility which is huge by the way all have to come to this now it's a little different you know but when everything's over and everything's fixed like they'll come and congregate in the one place and it forces them to have chance meetings mm. where, where ideas are born. So. I think the problem with Japanese nomikai is though that it's very regulated still and formula- formulate. Oh. You've got to wait for like kampai and everything like that and you've got to keep filling up your superiors. Drinks. We don't do that at our company. You know, it's just a bit of a nightmare. But yeah. um, We just get into fights. I'm kidding. 
<laughs> little kidding. Sounds like very formal nomikai. Yeah, we have to wait for kampai. But, you yeah. know, small nomikai that no one likes yeah. it. Yeah, but when you go with your shad show or something, your CEO, like, that's usually how it turns out. It's like, okay. everybody be on your best Terry boat. Mm. Where do we sit? Don't sit in the wrong place. I just sit anywhere I want. <laughs> I don't care. Then they'll move you. Alex, yeah, you come over here? Whatever, way. sure. Okay. Yeah. Can Sorry I have my that. beer? <laughs> I apologize. All right, guys. Uh, if you guys at home want to know more specific things about work life in Japan or maybe questions for myself or Natsuki or Alex, let us know in the comments section below. Uh, this uh, We are going to continue to do uh, videos this style. We kind of changed from a couple episodes ago where we have uh, we have the, like a TikTok schedule where we have the full episode that comes out, um, I think, American Saturday. I think it is because I think it comes out on Sunday here. Whatever. It comes out on the weekend. And then the uh, the the highlight reel comes out in the middle of the week. So it's going to be like these two episodes. So don't be confused by that. Uh, tell us what you guys think about that. If you like the highlight reel, if you don't like the highlight reel, if you don't care, uh, just let us know because, you know, it does take extra time to edit them. But sometimes you guys tell us that, you know, you have a short period of time you want to listen to the episode. So, you know, it's going to be like a, the highlights of the episode in under about eight minutes. So nice. let us know. Uh, also, for those people who are listening to the podcast, make sure that you rate us on uh, Apple Podcasts. I think it is, Mr. Josh there. Uh, give us a rating. Uh, give us a review. Uh, and if you're watching us on YouTube, make sure you hit that like button and subscribe to us to never miss an episode. If you guys have any uh, suggestions for future episodes, just let us know. And that's been today's show. So we'll see you guys next week. Bye, everybody. I'm going to take a shit now. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Small Talk Japan. Small Talk Japan is recorded at Story Studios in Kagoshima. This podcast stars Michi, Natsuki, and Alex, and is produced by me, Josh, and is executive produced by Michi. If you like the show, you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a review and let us know what you think. Thank you again, and until next week, bye!